podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and I am joined with Zach Key. Hello, hello. Brett Freeman. Hi, everyone. And Jonathan Lee. Hello. Okay, guys, so no new... Well, we do have some new news. Ooh. Um, so we got the lap preview, so we will get into that in a little bit. But first, we did have the next... Uh, whatever the gold squadron is being called now, the planets. But we had the Dathomir system open, worlds open, whatever we're Galaxies. calling it. Galaxies, thank you. Um, and everyone is real hot on the Nantex right now. We had six Nantex uh, lists in the top cut. The top game was a mirror between Nantex. And I think everyone just needs to stop it. <laughs> that is my like okay so i had the opportunity to play the list i think it is a very good list i think it definitely has potential but i think at the same time with all these lists is very um it it's very autopilot like this list like i think there is definitely like some net building there is some definitely some gotcha arcs and stuff like that that you need to kind of set up but i i think at the same time um like very good players when they are playing these lists, uh, it's no no surprise that they are winning these events. But I, I think at the same time, just my personal opinion is this is a list that doesn't necessarily need to be this top list, this top boogeyman. And I think people are panicking, and I think there's a couple things um, to contribute to that. One is that like we're kind of playing in this realm of online games and i think maybe people aren't taking them as seriously as putting them like actually on the table uh like where you might see a little bit different things whereas opposed to something on like a computer um you have free reign of anything that you want to put on the table so i think that might have something to do with it and i also think at the same time that it's just this mindlessness of i don't know like is this a copy and paste like it won the last one so everyone's just hyping, hopping on this train, and now that we've seen yeah. that it is has six... I mean, I, I don't have the exact number of how many were in the entire uh, tournament, but I would imagine there were more than that. Um, and, and But six did make the cut, and uh, you know it was the mirror in the top table. What are your guys' opinions on this? Yes, it's, it's just copy pasta. Right, and, and like... That's that's the thing. Like, okay, so Fadden Langalon, uh, I probably butchered the name, won it. Um, but we also know he's a very good player. I mean, he took off one of the Predators for the bid, uh, to f- specifically for the mirror match. So uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's a very beatable list, and, and I'm not really sure. Like, maybe I have to go back and watch some of these games to see, like, what exactly is it all about it definitely is a strong list um but i i agree it's it definitely isn't unbeatable i think a lot of it right now is that people just are completely unfamiliar with the archetype and need to get a lot of uh table time in against it and it's already got such a bad reputation as a list that i don't think anyone really wants to spend the time right now uh to to play against something that they just know is going to really suck when there's not any real big events coming up to, to practice for. That's a very good point. Like, yeah, I, I think 
that is the thing that like art like x-wing is just lazy like yes <laughs> duncan posted a meme on one of the podcast pages i, I believe it was fly better that it was just kind of like he basically taking a jab that people like it, this is a beatable list and it's like you can either flock to the list and put it on the autopilot i shouldn't say autopilot because i mean obviously you do need to know a little bit about the list you need to understand and when you do go up against the mirror you have to understand how to beat you know the list so i mean but i think at the same time it is very just i have arcs i have bullseye and i have crack shot so like it's one of those things that you're just hoping uh things line up in your favor i uh, i think also at the same time it's just spam and uh, we go through this every single points change where, you know, the Focho was the hotness, uh, five X-Wings, everyone was panicking about that. That was the big boogeyman, and, like, we kind of see where that ended. So uh, I think this is just on another uh, thing that's going to pop up. And the difference between this one is it's actually winning stuff, right? Where sure, right. Focho and 5X never really did anything. And I feel like what really is pushing it over is the ability to take Crackshot um, and Predator to a certain extent. But I think it's Crackshot that really, really uh, makes it, you know, a tier above those other spam lists. Because, you know, six Crackshots, that's potentially killing a ship that has rolled perfect evade dice. Um, just because you keep cracking one of them off every turn. So, or, you know, we'll roll better evade turn. dice. Okay, so let's talk about the the list a little bit itself. Um, so the crack shots, uh, I definitely, I, even with them going up, it's you know probably the best upgrade in the game. So you throw some predators on there, get yourself a little bit of a boost. Now, I also think one of the big uh, contributors to this list is that they are I four like because of that you know it's very hard to initiative kill them with anything that is you know obviously i4 or lower so it's like when you have i5 lists you're almost limited to three ships um very rarely two ships and if you have you know four ships you're kind of going down into the i4 i3 range so it's kind of like you have to keep up the damage race onto these things while they have six ships, as opposed to, again, like I said, if you're running I-5s and I-6, to your three ships. So you, that is one of the big things that I, I think is really kind of contributing to the success of this, is that damage race. And when, when you have that ship differential, it definitely hurts. Yeah, and they're just so cheap, too. And three evade dice, that if you do have someone who has higher initiative, you know, they probably have a focus, so... They have a, a decently modded uh, amount of defense, and then they have perfect knowledge on spending their focus. Or if they are the higher initiative ship, I mean, they'll just delete something before it even gets a chance to, to participate, really. Right. So, like, I'm thinking of, like, different, like, lists, too, as well. Like, stuff, okay, for example, uh, like, quad T-70s. If, if you run something like that, like... Granted, you might tie them a couple spots. Um, maybe you're throwing in some A-Wings in there. But, like, are the A-Wings ever really going to be doing a lot of damage to these things? They might plink one and two through. But I think at the same time, they might not be doing enough damage for, what is it, uh, 24 health. Um, whereas when these things kind of, like, 
setting up their blocks or even like something like that, if they're bumping and they need to like get off, they can absolutely track to beam themselves off as long as they know they're not getting shot at. So uh, I trying to think of everything that like this list can do. And it looks as simple as it is. Um, it's still, I, I think it's got a lot of tricks in its bag. Mm-hmm. But like like I said, as we were saying earlier, it's a beatable list. Like I think, you know, if you are, you have to kind of, this is the list that you have to set up a plan for. I think this isn't the list that, you know, people are going to be saying, if you're not flying this, you're wrong. I don't think um, that people r- really, in a couple months, I think this might like, um, trickle off a little bit and just because some i feel like some something's gonna figure this out and it's might just curve stomp it i know people are saying bombs and everything like that but i i don't think that's the right answer yeah i don't think so i mean these things can you know swarm up together but they can also just fly completely separately and now your bomb is maybe hitting one ship and i mean part of the the strength here is they don't really care if they lose one I mean, potentially 15 red dice is pretty damn good with only five ships left. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I mean, like, when we played our game, it was kind of just like, after I lost a ship, it was like, okay, you know, I, I lost a ship, but I still have five more that I'm not really worried about, so... Even losing it's... two ships, I gotta say, I was just like, wow, there's still so much firepower on the table. Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, I get why it's good. I, I get why th- this is winning things as opposed to those other lists. But I also, um, man, it, it was funny because I was even looking and I was like, how can I make this list better? And I was looking at different ships, different upgrades, like in snares, just way too many points at this point that, you know, kind of kills the um, any kind of tractor beam to bring any of the names on this. So, oh man, I'm curious if you ever bring like a tractor beam like cannon on something else but anyway uh i I think they're my thoughts on it if you guys want to add anything or have any final thoughts okay crickets my next (laughs) everyone that's saying oh well we don't have these problems on hyperseas you know we we just we, we don't have to worry about crack shot or you know blah 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 get fucked you guys have Boba Fett that autopilots himself. Get off your high horse. I said it. Um, and that is my hot take. <laughs> All right. So Point taken. Point, point taken. taken. Yeah, like like <laughs> everyone that's saying, well, hyperspace doesn't have these problems. You have your own fucking problems. I'm going <laughs> off of this rant. You know, and it's funny because I'm not even saying this because I dislike hyperspace. I like hyperspace. I like extended. I like both modes. I like to play the game X-Wing. Mm-hmm. I, I am like I, I want to play in the hyperspace thing. But hyperspace is just as broken in different ways that I think is people need to realize that. And, uh, you know, I won't curse again. Okay, so. Yeah, because guess what? Want to know how many Boba Fett's made the cut at Dathomir? How many? One. What? And it was Timo Rob, who's a really good Boba Fett player with Boba Dengar. Um, Dengar made the cut. Yes. Yeah, he did. Dengar is good. Dengar broken. Like there, there were actually only ten Bobas in the entire event. It looks like like Boba, 
the super menace in hyperspace did not show up here at Dathomir. There was a Dash Rendar that made the cut. Dash and Chopper, which I probably could have went further if it didn't have Chopper on it. <laughs> I don't I don't think Top Chopper's a good ship. Um there's so many better options that you could do. I mean, he did bring the correct Bistan Perceptive Copilot. I don't... Outrider is a garbage card for 14 points. I'm just full of hot takes tonight. Um, <laughs> is Outrider even 40, 14 points? Um, it used to be. You don't like Outrider? I gotta say, I think that... Oh my god, no. Great. Okay, let's talk about Outrider for a second. Let me pull up the card it. to make Fight sure that... Say, like, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. I, I am going to not on dash. It's I don't. Expensive. It's yeah. Okay, so it's fourteen points. Uh, here we go. Title outrider. Okay, so while you perform an attack that is obstructed, okay, so you get um to negate basically the obstruction bonus after you fully execute a maneuver. If you are overlapped an obstacle, obstacle, you may remove one of your red or orange tokens. Your dash, you're, you're not going to be having red or orange tokens, so you're basically paying for the 14 points on uh, Blackout's ability and not Blackout. Is that right? But what if you want to do a, a red maneuver or barrel roll? What if something deals with stress? You straight stress with a far forward. I think you... I think... I. Uh, if you're dependent on getting that double focus, you better be damn certain you can get it. Yeah, As so uh, okay, who okay. Prefers protective copilot over Maul. I can say, if you're gonna live and die by the double focus, you have to be damn certain you're getting it every turn. So okay, so uh, all right, I think I, I see what you're saying, but I also so expert ham handling is four points. Um, so that is what the same as trick shot. So uh, I can I see what you guys saying, and that extra, you know. Dice within the gate of the obstruction, but I also think you should be able to do it other ways. And those 14 points can be definitely spent on, like, maybe like a torpedo on something, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's way too many points um, for a ship that you probably shouldn't be stressing. I mean, what you have a 4K, so you're not ever, you should never be doing that with the yt um i'm out <laughs> i think there's better builds for cheaper so like like i said the way i'm building it is bestand uh perceptive and then i mean I, i'm bringing i don't know a 36 point jake who basically is jake with 36 points man i am out of it um So you, that, you basically get the extra gun from him. There you go. That's quite a uh, a bid. Well, no, you're bringing uh, something else. <laughs> <as well. laughs> so at that point, you have 61 points. Okay, um, so right. Uh, so let's say you just throw a wedge. Wedge? wedge? Yes. <laughs> so you, why aren't you throwing wedge there? If you don't because he's going to die to Nantaxes really quickly. Uh, so you hold him back, and then you bait him with, or you no, he can probably take out a, a, an antex or two, and you know, with Dash is probably range controlling because he's got expert handling and he can barrel roll and do whatever. Oh and wait, oh, if you have expert handling, I don't. Oh yeah, okay, you can still fit everything. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't. Same. I didn't remember you saying expert handling. Okay, so you can get naked wedge, naked Jake, 
expert handling, perceptive, bistan, dash for 198 points. There you go. I think that's all you need. I, and, like, I, I would take that over the chopper. Is this mine? But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm super out on that Outrider title. Like, I get it, but not for 14 points. I, I would also take this list, I think, over the chopper one. I just, I mean, I can't make the VCXs work ever, but um, I I personally do like that title a lot. So this is an interesting one that came up in top 16. It's Wolf with Intimidation, Luminara with CLT, and Padme naked, and ooh, and Anakin and passive sensors with Proton Torps. I'm assuming that's baby Anakin. Yes, I would agree. That that would I'm be already shaking my head at you. Why? <laughs> you know why. Um, I know why. <laughs> so... Uh, I think this is kind of interesting because uh, Padme finally made a cut with Lumi. Well, it took, you know, how long? It's fine. You know, she was broken, right? I still think she's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like this list. I, I think it's cool. Um, the Lumi-Padme combo is awesome. Uh, Intimidation on Wolf is good um statistically i want to say that like a tractor beam effect is better than a focus token um when it just comes out of outright damage ray made the cut with tally and zz so zz and tally made the cut and ray piggybacked um accurate rexler made the cut we've been seeing a lot of rexlers haven't we how about the uh, Scimitar Squadron Pilot Swarm with concussion missiles and uh, bombs? Oh, I guess there was one Diamond Boron in there. That's kind of a, a cool one. Diamond Boron's the best upgrade in the game. Um, what? <laughs> right behind Crack Shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I think Diamond Borons need to see more play. And it, well, I a, agree there. Right, well, I'm not saying it's the far. best... Uh, Ketsu made the cut. Gary made the cut. Sarasu made the cut. That shouldn't have happened. Because um, it's the wrong Seek Interceptor. But uh, Okay. Oh, so, I, uh, overall, like, okay, I, I like I said, I, I think the Nantexes are the list to beat. And it's, it's very interesting to see these things pop up. And like I said, every point change that comes out, we just see this spam... Um, throw your spam emojis up, and uh, like I said, it's go- it's a very good list. I, I definitely see why it is winning. Uh, it's beatable. You just got to figure it out if you're going to take these, you know, events seriously, um, which you don't have to. You should just uh, be very aware of it and get at least a couple reps in with it uh, against it, and uh, don't know it. your strengths and weaknesses with it. Are you going to say something? Oh, I said, and don't joust it. Don't joust it. Are you supposed to joust it? No. How do you define jousting? Okay. Uh, Moving (laughs) on. Uh, So we had the lat preview pop up. Um, I don't really care about the lat because it's not cool. JK, Brett, tell us all about the lat. I know you're excited for this. I'm extremely excited for it. This, everything about this ship looks awesome i was really excited 
for the FO shuttle last week, and I am so much more excited for for the lat. Um, so let's just start with the, the, the base stat line here. It's got a two red die um, bowtie turret, one green die, eight hull, two shields, and then two recurring charges, which are for the fire convergence ship ability. It says that when a friendly ship performs a non-turret attack, if the defender is in your tur- turret arc, you may spend a charge. If you do, the attacker rerolls up to two attack dice. Uh, so Jedi, especially CLT Jedi, often would take the focus token because it added so much value uh, with that added focus result. So there was little that they could do about blank results. And this one ship ability just completely changes that entire uh, you know perspective on that ship, which now is going to hit incredibly hard probably one of the hardest hitting ships in the game now that it can take care of these blank results um so i'm extremely excited for clts i think that they will be the way going forward for jedi just because of how uh hard they're going to be uh just just hitting everything murdering stuff really if we thought the nantex was hitting hard this is going to hit significantly harder it's just going to have uh you know far less ships on the board um but uh, so that's the, the ship ability, this ship stat line. It seems extremely solid all around. Um, anything you guys want to say about that one? So, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, what is your game plan with these things? Like, not even talking about, like, any of the named guys. Like, what do you think you're just bringing this ship for that ship ability and then maybe, like, trying to keep it as long as, uh, on the board as long as possible? Doing the uh, reinforce action with it and keeping it alive for that support? Yeah, I mean, so I've always loved the support uh, and two or three ace archetype, and that's exactly what I think this does, right? The the, the damage output is going to be very minimal, so there's no reason to get this really in the fight um, based just on the ship ability itself. So you just, you know, hold this back on range three, you circle the asteroids, you know, you have your bow tie in the, uh, you know, out the sides, and you make them actually commit to, to focusing just on this ship and allowing everyone else to flank uh, their list if they want to take it off in a you know a quick fashion. So I, I think this ship is the perfect support ship for really probably any faction, but definitely the Republic faction. Do we have the dial for this? Does it have a stop? Uh, so we do okay. have the dial. It does have a stop. Yeah, so okay. It's... It's basically it's a Republic Y wing dial, except instead of the K turn, it has a red stop. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you're going to be able to get this thing wherever you mm-hmm. like. It's going to be, it's got enough maneuvers on there that it can withhold itself out of the fight and have you be able to put it where you need it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So the ship itself really exciting, but. Uh, you know, the other cards that come in the pack obviously are significantly more exciting. Um, so why don't I guess we start with the, the pilots themselves. Um, the one that I think is, uh, getting the most, um, interest is Warthog, which is that after you or a friendly non-limited ship at range zero to two are destroyed during the engagement phase, that ship is not removed until the end of that phase. So this is basically like, yeah, Fell's Wrath from first edition, um, or like General Recon, I think it was from Armada, um, except for now your potentially whole list, if you're flying within a zero to two range, uh, bubble. 
So that means you avoid the initiative kills, which are a big part of ace play always. And, you know, you really can punish people who are counting on not getting that return shot back. So, I mean, that's, it, it seems like a really strong ability. Do you, is it though? Yeah, I th- I mean, I think it's good enough. I'd seriously consider bringing him instead of Sinker in a, if okay. you were to bring the Swarm. I so on average, how many, how many times do you use Sinker's ability? Like, like comparatively to this, like, do you think you would use Sinker's ability more than twice in a turn? Um. Yeah, you often would use it more than twice a turn. Yes. Okay. If you're not, that's probably either you're rolling really hot or a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every you're re-rolling every blank. So, say you have four torrents rolling eight dice, you'd expect two blank. Well, no, four torrents rolling eight dice, you'd expect two blanks. So that'd be two re-rolls, and then assuming they're all focused, so gotcha. that'd be twice a turn for four torrents. I mean, my immediate reaction with this is that ordinance, like low initiative ordinance spam, might actually be a thing for Republic as a new archetype. Like, if it keeps some lower ordinance alive for them to shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Bravo flight officers with passive sensors may be oh, a yeah. thing. Like, sure. I think that's what intrigues me the most about it. It's just kind of creating this archetype that we haven't had before because it just has literally been impossible before this ship. Right, so one of the cool things, I guess, this um, about this is that like when you're not removing them until the end phase, you're also keeping all of the abilities that go with these other ships too so uh, i think that might be something to take into consideration so um let's say for some reason you bring him and sinker and the initiative kill one of them or or something like that i I don't have a good um remember that uh it is only warthog or non-limited ships oh it's non-limited okay so so it's another hey we want you to bring generic type cards so that wouldn't but I uh, do they have I mean all the generic spam I mean we have are the do two dots count as limited yes okay never mind um um eh I I, I mean I, I I think it's cool but I'm not sure if it's it could be pretty cool if you just bring this in like a ton of Jedi Knights yeah, I, I think Jedi Knights definitely need some more play mm-hmm. um, with CLT. So the the next one, uh, I guess, is Hound, which gives a way for you to get rid of Depleter Strain tokens from your uh, higher value ships. It's after a friendly ship in your turret gains a Depleter Strain. If you have no tokens of that type, you may transfer that token to yourself. Uh, so a ship you know, goes over a gas cloud to try and run away, Gets a strain token. Uh, okay, well, I'll just transfer that over to Hound. Um, you know, no big deal. So you're able to try and, you know, keep those negative tokens off your, your higher value ships. Um, we are seeing a lot of mechanics that are based on, you know, giving out strain um, or deplete tokens. So I think that this is a card that probably has good value right now, but could end up having 
you know, substantial value down the road as more of those cards are released. That Looking at you, Suppressive Gunner. Yeah. Looking at you. Right? Um, and uh, the last named one is Hawk. Uh, at the start of the end phase, each friendly ship at range 0 to 1 that has revealed a maneuver that's speed 3 or 5, 3 to 5, may gain one strain to perform a barrel roll or boost action. Um, so... I can't say I super love this card. I feel like the utility is going to be pretty limited based on, you know, what maneuver options are available at speed three to five in the faction. But, um, you know, I, if you really plan things out, I suppose you could do some kind right. of cool maneuvers. And we saw this with the Star Viper that, like, how many times do people actually boost with it at the end? I mean, like, granted, this might be a little bit better, but it's still there's so many restrictions on there that... I, I don't know if that would. Yeah. So uh, really I don't I don't love it at all. It's similar to I think it's Swoop, um, the uh, torrent pilot. Oh. Except this is a significantly better ability, just based on the timing and um, the the range bubble that that both pilots have. But uh, still, I, I can't say I'm you know super in love with with this option. Um, that sorry. that range zero to one seems. Maybe unless does it seem too strict? I don't know why they. Could you be? A, I don't know. Seems too strict to me. Oh, so one thing right. to point out though is that you don't have to have a barrel roll or boost action on your bar. Um, so that's kind of cool. Is that it can give you know this reposition ability to ships that normally do not have that option at all. So what I'm trying to think about is like uh when when you're going to be in a position that you are range zero to one of the ship. And you are performing a speed three to five maneuver. Like, are you doing it on like a pass around? Like, you know, like, cause uh, I, I can't see this ship being the ship that's in like the front lines with your fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless like, you know, they're they're coming back around or something like that, you know? Yeah. I, I like I said, I don't see a ton of utility for it, but uh, yeah. that probably means it wins world. Cause I can't figure out how <laughs> to make it work. Cause I'm stupid. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, those are our options. I think, honestly, I'm probably the most into just the generic. Um, hopefully it's a couple pe- or points cheaper than, than these other ones, and uh, you can still fit three solid uh, pieces along with it. If that's the case, I think Republic is going to get a big boost. Sure. Um, should we talk about upgrades? Yeah, let's go. Uh, well, first, uh, so it looks like Deadeye Shot was the hidden card in the other card pack that we thought was unelicited in the uh, G shuttle. It matches the art and everything. So uh, it, it is not an illicit that they just decided to tuck this card into the middle of the illicits from last week's episode. So no new illicits that we know of. Um, so I'll, I'll grab this one. Uh, while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you may spend one hit result or change one crit result to a hit result if you do the defender exposes one of its damage cards um i i like this card it's a smaller medium ship which is fine um but i think it's it's a pretty good card if it's priced at like a point or two or even i don't know about three but uh i would definitely consider if i know a damage um anything like if i have a direct hit I think might be under there. I'd probably spend that crit to change it to a hit to automatically, you know, expose it immediately. Right. 
Yeah, I think I would definitely go with the crit to a hit option. Um, I don't know how much I would want to consider spending a hit result. I mean, so if you're if you're if, if you have one hit into like a three agility ship, like, are you not doing that? Yeah, it, it's it's very dependent, right? Like, right. yes, if it's that and you have that one damage card on there, especially if you know if it's a direct hit. So I guess you'd have two damage cards there, but whatever. Um, sure, um, but even still, like. <laughs> The, the, we know damage cards are so much, you know, more yeah, lethal in this edition. So uh, I, I think, like I said, I mean, if I put this on a two dice chip or anything like that, like absolutely, like I, I'm flipping it almost every time. What ships? Where would you like to put this card? Like you said, two dice ships, like A wings or A wings. Uh, seeks even I'll put it maybe like on low initiative ships um, specifically like I, I know like Crackshot is you know the supreme leader in upgrades but um, yeah, like it, let's say this is one point I might take this over Crackshot it definitely has to be cheaper than Crackshot to even be considered I right. think right because it's using up the same slot it's it, and it's definitely not as good as Crackshot I think we can agree, and it has the same bullseye restriction. Um, so, I mean, they really kind of have painted themselves into a, a one-point corner right now, I think, for this to, to be played. Absolutely. Okay, what else we got? Um, so, we have a lot of cool uh, crew and gunner options coming up. Uh, so, the first one we have here is Clone Captain Rex. Um, when you perform an attack, spend a focus result, and if you do, each friendly ship that has the defender in its bullseye may gain one strain to perform a focus action. So, this could also be very strong on, uh, or in a list that has a bunch of CLT Jedi that are able to get the bullseye, and instead of relying on, uh, this fire convergence ability, they decide to target lock, or I, I guess evade, and then they can get their focus action uh, thanks to Clone Captain Rex. Um, seems like it could have some value. I I don't think it's a great card, but it you know it, it is giving out uh, you know potentially double actions to a bunch of ships just at the cost of a strain. And if everyone is low initiative, that strain is not too damaging. Yeah, I mean this definitely works with CLT Jedi's too. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what you're saying, like, t taking that uh, target lock action. And then, I mean, would you consider taking a evade, though? With the Jedi? Uh, like a purple, yeah, a purple evade, and then uh, banking on trying to get the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, the purple evade is so so um, underused and so valuable on those Jedi that I definitely would consider that as an option. Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't be too excited about doing it just on Jedi Knights where they're so low initiative. Um, on but one. yeah, on, on the, you know, the higher ones, I think that's a very legitimate possibility now. Right. Um, so last week we were talking about, uh, like the automated targeting priority or whatever the, the card was that allowed you to put calculate tokens on it. And, um, I mean, I thought that card was great. So then they spoil fives, a crew card that after you perform an attack that missed, if the defender's initiative is equal to or greater than your initiative, place one evade or focus token on this card. 
Before you engage, remove one token from this card to gain one matching token. Um, getting free evade or focus tokens is fantastic. Um, <laughs> just like last time we said this that it would work really well with Snapshot, same here. You do Snapshot, you get your, your free focus token on this card, you go up, you take a target lock, boom, extremely easy double modded shot right there. I can't imagine i can't believe how good this card is like i i think it's almost like a game-breaking card it, it could be so good yeah I, I mean i'm still i okay so it's a crew slot so it has to go on to the arc or the um or r2d2 uh, sure um, <laughs> yeah sure you, you throw c3po in there um because <laughs> you can but no i i get it i mean like i i think this is definitely, I mean, snapshot's so pricey if you're, especially if you're throwing it on a lot. Um, uh, it's hard. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, it just seems like one of the you, cards you have to always balance around now, because if you have a cheap crew carrier, and you can throw him on here and he's not expensive, like okay. So a here's a question: ability. Are you are you throwing the evade token on him to try to keep that ladder alive, or are you throwing the focus token on there too? Um, I, I, I think it's very situational dependent. Like, I think sure. you're throwing both on it's as a loaded, as That's a loaded question. Yeah, and, you know, it's before you engage, so you get to have some type of, um, idea. Information, yeah. Okay, I mean, so, so you're probably throwing the focus. Yeah, I think, I think it is a really good card, but I think it's balanced by the fact that you only get the positive benefit after missing an attack. And in general, I think most um, upgrade cards where you only get a benefit if something negative happens to you, they haven't traditionally been very popular. Mm -hmm. Even like, um, what's it? The Bosk Gunner is like, he's like first edition Gunner, right? Like you miss and then you get to shoot again. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of those where you reduce your own offense haven't traditionally been popular. But I think on the lat, if you think of the lat as a support ship that you're not intending really to hit with anyways, then it actually is a really good card there. Yeah, right. And that's you just throw the evade on there, hang out at range three, and you're going to stick around for a long time. So like your lat, you roll a blank focus, and you're like, I'm not going to spend my focus. I will. I'm not going to use my focus token. I'm going to use this focus result for Clone Captain Rex mm-hmm. to buff my friends. Oh, I missed my attack. I will bank an evade for next turn. Next turn, you reinforce. You have your evade, and it's like you're not trying to do damage. You're just trying to stay alive and support your buddies. So I can see it good there on a three dice like on a hitter like I, I wouldn't use it on like it can't go on the falcon but like on a ship like that i don't know if i'd use it there but i think on the lat for a support ship it could be really good or any ship that can shoot more than once mm-hmm. yeah definitely good on any ship that can shoot more than once now the the restriction of the defender's initiative has to be equal to or greater than yours is is kind of an interesting one. I, I mean, it, it definitely encourages throwing this on more of the, the generic or um, Hound, who's also an I2, the same as the generic. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I'm sure that the the card out there to, to break this is not available yet, but if it ever comes out, like, be careful, because this card could be really good, I think. Um, anyone else? Cool. Anything on that one? I'm out. You're out? Okay. 
Um, I'm looking at Suppressive Gunner right now. Yeah, do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, so let's talk about Suppressive Gunner. While you perform an attack, you may spend one eye result. If you do, the defender gains one deplete token unless it chooses to suffer one damage. I think this game, this card is the card in this pack. Um, I think people are going to be putting this on a lot. Uh, you know, I think it's good on the lat, but I think it's good on so many other things. Um, I'm a fan of hyper defense in this game, and I think this is a little bit of a game changer. Um, I know I've talked a little bit about possibly like trying to figure out a new fair ship rebels or something like that in one of these factions, and I think this is just adding to the mix at this point. Um, because if you're you're spending an eye result, I mean, granted, you, if you don't have the tokens for it, you you now have an option to you do something with this uh, with the result. And you know the deplete token's huge, or if they really you know can afford it to suffer damage. So I mean, I, I think nine times out of ten they take the deplete token. Yeah, I but, think so too. Um, no, nope. you know. Being, you know, if they're at range one and you you shoot them with this and you spend the eye result, like uh, going from a, a, you know, basically range one to or back to a, a range two shot could be huge. Yeah, the deplete can be really good in that situation. Now, one thing you didn't mention is there is no faction restriction on this. Right. Yeah, so like this, this could, and this is obviously better on the higher initiative ships because of the deplete token. So right. I mean, like this you could, could throw be this on, on like Han. Han. Yeah, any right. Han would be perfect for this. Exactly. Uh, I think even this Scum is... Han. Even Scum Han. Even Scum Han. Yeah, I mean, Scum Han's cheap enough at this point that he could just be like a support. Like, I'm gonna protect you guys. Let's do this. Um, maybe as more things come out, we'll start to see stuff like that. I mean, we're starting to see you know, the game really kind of branch out to um, more than just let's roll dice at each other. So, I mean, these effects could really, I think, do bonus. I know people, like I said, I was talking about this earlier with you guys, that uh, people are saying to throw them on the, the, they have another option now to throw them onto Phantoms. Um, Probably still bringing Fifth Brother first, but if you're bringing more than one, you can absolutely throw these things on there. Or striker, like for, you can never really, Strikers. in my mind, bring Duchess and Whisper because both of them needed fifth brother, and you know now you can throw this on one of them and make your Imperial Aces even tankier potentially because of that yep. deplete token. Seems really good. Throw it on rack. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I agree. I do think it's a good card, and I think it's good on a support ship like the Lat. Or I hadn't thought you could actually outfit scum han as like a relatively cheap sort of support ship but like i mean a lot of the times you are focused you know or modded in some way and then you're spending when you spend your focus result like you're spending what's oftentimes like a guaranteed hit assuming you're focused you're spending a hit you take away their die which is three quarters of a hit i mean it's a big it is a sacrifice Right. Yeah, like, okay. So, like, I mean, you don't have to use this every turn, too. So, this mm-hmm. could be like, um, like, again, if you're spending like 10, 12, 13 points, which I don't think it's going to be that high, um, yeah, you're, you're going to be using it as much as you can. But if this yeah. is like 
priced on the lower side, like let's say four points or something mm-hmm. like that, five points, six points, um, six points yeah. might even be a little bit high. I, I think it could be like something if you bring it on big ships, like now you're probably getting bumped a decent amount. You have an option there. Um, and if it's cheap enough, like you don't mind taking it, whereas opposed yeah. to uh, because it's always that option. I think I agree. Like it's say on Han on that turn that you boosted, you know, right. and you don't have a way to mod right. and you have that focus result that is useful there. Right. Um, and like I said, like Rack, you know, he, he's in Bump City all the time. So if you're throwing it on him. Um... I, I know I mentioned it earlier. I do like it. I th- if it's cheap, cheap, I think I would like it spammed on the resistance bomber, which can uh, take two gunners. Right. So if you had veteran turret gunner and um, and suppressive gunner, you're not be- oftentimes you can't modify both shots, so you're going to end up with a spare focus result somewhere that you could just spend. And although they're lower initiative, you would need it to be. You you would have you have like their front arc and then their rotating arc, and if you could fit it on two or three, if you could somehow fit it on three, which you might be able to, that would be a lot of deplete tokens you could throw out there. Right, and I mean, especially if you do have veteran turret gunner, I mean, you could potentially do it twice on each shot. <laughs> I mean, but deplete only de- uh, drops your gun down one point, no matter how many you have, right? Yeah, yeah, well, but it's more just is... you have to try and clear more. Sure, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. So you could imagine a game of like three, um, three resistance bombers with veteran turret gunners and suppressive gunners trying to shoot a group of aces and then they they don't do any damage to the aces but they deplete the aces and the aces can't do damage back and the game just goes forever thanks for ruining x-wing jonathan (laughs) (laughs) but you have to destroy 200 points okay um (laughs) no more of that talk i i okay so overall i think suppressive gunner is going to be it's like i said it's if this is on the lower side um i would say five and under points it's going to see a lot of play everywhere if it's on the higher side, I think it's just maybe dead in the water. But um, I'm, I know a lot of people are speculating this to be a lot of points, but I'm not, not at all. All right, Bray, go back to your dumb clones. Well, so the <laughs> next one is Ghost Company, and this is a card I don't understand. So maybe you guys can help me here. Like I, I get what the words mean, but I don't get the point of it. After you perform a primary attack, if you are focused. You may perform a turret attack against a ship you have not attacked this round as a bonus attack. It's a crew shot slot, it's a gunner slot, and it adds a link, or I'm sorry, a turret arc change to a linked red focus. And I just don't see why I'm going to want to pay, you know, what is probably a decent amount of points since it's a two slot card uh, for this option when I could just either take veteran turret gunner um, which for the most part has the same function unless my primary attack, excuse me, unless my primary attack is a turret attack, it has the exact same function, except I don't need to be focused to do it. I mean, it's, uh, basically Republic Piston. It is. It's Republic Piston, yeah. except it takes up two slots now. Um, and I, and there's no four die ship, uh, or turret in um, you know, Republic that I want to shoot twice out of the same side for. I guess I, I just, I don't agree with you that it's going to be expensive just because it's two slots. 
I think that actually might make it cheaper because your cost is that it's taking up two slots. Right, and, and uh, I mean, so what? Veteran Tire Gunner is how many points? Um, it's it's scaling. based scaled on chassis size. Right, so but it's I very would say, cheap now. Okay, I would say this is probably a little bit cheaper. And, and the other thing that you kind of have to think about is maybe you just axe this car text, but you want that uh, rotate to the focus action, um, especially with the lats abilities. Um, maybe you need those mods and to turn your arc. Um, I mean, it's not the greatest idea, but I, I think it's an option. Like you might be paying a little bit of a premium for that as well. Um, especially if you're doing fives or whatever that, I don't know. I just, I, I think, I mean, yeah, veteran turret gunner on a medium sized ship is already still going to be nine points. So Seven points. I, right. Oh, is it nine? No, no you're, yeah, you're right. Nine. It is nine. I'm sorry. It goes the reverse order of how I expect it. Yes. So, and I don't see this being nine points. I see it being significantly less than that. I mean, All right. Well, if it's significantly less than, then I could see it having a place, I guess, but. I think Republic doesn't have the ideal chassis for it right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if it were in um, any of the other factions with a three die large base turret, it could find use there. Yeah. Especially like combined with um, recons, uh, not recon specialist, uh, perceptive co-pilot, or if you had a ship with force <laughs> that could, that could modify like force or sinker or a lat that could give you modifiers on your first roll so you can hold your focus token for a second roll. Hey, you can put this on R2-D2. You can. God, you know you who can... this card would be so good on? Dengar. <sighs> right. No. White rotate into a fo red focus. If you, oh. No, stop it. I'm just waiting because for us he... to get the Republican Millennium Falcon you can only card. You can only bonus <laughs> attack once, and you don't want to blow that on Dengar's. Stop it. Stop it. I was just thinking for the white rotate, but sure. sure. I mean, there's are there rotating. any large base Republic? I mean, Republic Clone Wars Republic ships that would be large base. The I Millennium guess. Falcon was seen flying out in the scene on Coruscant. Well, then there's we need that. one. <laughs> That's what this game needs: another <laughs> Millennium Falcon. Exactly. The um, there's that shuttle that Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi Wan fly in a lot. The I think it's actually also called a, the Phantom. Another Phantom. Does that sound right? I could just be making that up. I don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> so I don't know. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... All right, so we have one more clone guy, or clone thing then. So this one I think is is more exciting in my mind. Uh, it's called Wolfpack. It is another uh, crew gunner. It's the Twilight, slot. Jonathan. The Twilight. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Twilight. Close. With the Phantom. Um, so after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, if the attacker is in your firing arc, the defender may gain one strain token to acquire a lock on the attacker. Um, this seems pretty great for low initiative, like for flying with low initiative ships, uh, giving out strain that hopefully won't matter, and getting free target locks. Uh, like this card seems so much better to me than the other one, for instance. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about it it just it seems very solid all around yeah definitely because uh and especially because it the strain happens after the attack right. you could uh make sure if you're i mean it might not matter if your opponent's smart enough if they have a bunch of stuff at the same initiative shooting but if they don't then um the fact that it happens after the attack that gets the strain that you can really kind of plan and 
uh, that blue maneuver coming up that you can just shed it. Um, so it might not even matter. But yeah, I think this is definitely the better of the two cards out there. I mean, especially what we were talking about earlier with uh, the passive sensors um, or anything like that. Like, you could then passive sensors, you get this off and then get your lock and then passive sensors, a calculate token to, you know, mod that attack then. Uh, I could definitely see that, you know, happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe right. Jack was onto something. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I think no. I think it looks great. I think that's really good on the lat since you're often probably having the bow tie sideways and you're and you just need your friendly ship in your arc, which is a lot easier than your the opposing ship. Right. And but you, it, the attacker no... is in your firing arc. Oh, if the attacker. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I read it wrong. Uh, and there's no um, like charge usage or anything like that. So I mean, you could potentially give you know three ships, Multiple. four ships, yeah. a, a target lock on on someone. Or multiple but, people, I guess. But, like, side arcs are really big. I mean, you're, if you have the guns facing sideways, the side arcs are really big. and it's, So it right. should be relatively easy. And uh, 0 to 3 is huge. Yeah, and it just it's has just to a, be the friendly ship that's at 0 to 3, right? So yeah. you could be range 3 of your friendly ship who's range 3 of the ship that's attacking them, and it still would trigger off that. It's like the Sloan bubble. Well, you still need the attacker. Still needs to be in your firing arc. Oh no, you're yes, you're entirely correct. Okay, so I'm completely wrong. It'd be great on Warthog. Mm-hmm. What does Warthog do? Yeah, He's right. Like, oh, you're, you're yeah. already gonna die here. Take the strain token. Oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, here you go. Well, let's get into these Jedi. Yeah, finally, we're done with these boring clones. Um, so... I I like clones better than I like Jedi. Well, that's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Um, well, yeah, I'm wrong in the game. No, okay. So, like, personal preference, I like clones thematically as opposed to Jedi, who are... Just get slaughtered anyway. All right. What's Kit wrong with space wizards? They're, they're dumb. Uh, go ahead, Brett. All right, so <laughs> Kit Fisto. Um, so this gives you one force charge, gives you a purple evade action, and at the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range 0 to 1, and spend a force token. If you do, it may perform a red evade action. Uh, so we were talking beforehand. Uh, Zach pointed out, hey, you can just use this to, to basically uh, do like first edition push the limit to get a, a an evade token every turn if you want to. Um, or give it to someone else to, to get that evade token. Um, you could also, I guess, just spend the, uh, the force to get a purple evade. It, it's... Uh, I mean, purple evades are, are good, but obviously nowhere near as good as just if it had added a white evade, for instance. Uh, so I, I, I think the, the best part about this is a force point, probably. Um, I think the best part about it is that it's shirtless Kit Fisto on the card. <laughs> it is shirtless Kit Fisto. That, that also is a thing. <laughs> Definitely the best part. Um, but How do you it, know he's not wearing his pants? Oh, <laughs> saucy! Liberty Squadron after dark. So uh, I think judging after... off everything else, oh, this man. has got to be twelve points, right? Like that's that's basically our minimum force point. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is worth more than just that that twelve points minimum. probably. Can we do a sexy fist? Dude, calendar? I was literally just gonna say <laughs> after the droids are done, we're gonna do sexy Jedi, just sexy clones. Just sexy Fisto. Let's just do an entire calendar of sexy Fisto. Oh, man, and that name. 
Sounds like a porn name already. <laughs> it really does. Hey, I'm Kit Fisto. All right. Uh huh. Um, sorry, our sorry, Brett's daughter. Yeah, right. Chill. Uh, the next card is one we've talked about before, but it was like six months ago. Uh, it's Plo Koon, um, who adds another force point and a purple reinforce this time. Um, and in addition, his ability gives you the uh, chance to. Uh, flip over face-up damage cards. Um, at, at the end phase, if you're reinforced, you can choose a friendly ship at range 0 uh, or in your side arcs at range 1, and uh, that ship can either get rid of a deplete or strain token or repair a face-up damage card. Um, so, I mean, here I guess if you're taking those uh, deplete or strain tokens with, um, I think it was Hawk, or, uh, you know, you have a, a Jedi who's got that horrible... Um, damaged engine card, you can flip that face down and uh, I mean, save the game. historically, do we ever take cards that f- repair stuff? I do. I love R5 just because... Yeah, but that's an, that's an astromech. Would you would you bring this? For the, the purple reinforce? I, I mean, or, or the force? Yeah, I mean, the, the lat sure, dial I mean, is... Obviously, pre- it's a force. Yeah, the force point, is but... good, and the lat dial sucks. Right? So, the ability to get that purple reinforce is really huge. And, I mean, the dial has a lot of moves on it, but their blue maneuvers, maneuvers mm-hmm. I'm sorry, really suck. So One and two forward. Yeah, so this gives you a chance to reinforce without just completely killing your dial going forward. Sure. Um, the the worst part about Plo Koon, I think, is that his name is Plo Koon, so you can't take the pilot. Who's That's fair. Who's always been one of my favorites. Um, do you want to do this next one? Uh, no. How, how do you say her name? I Ayla? don't know. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, how do you say Is it Ayla? Secure? I've always said Ayla. Secure. Okay, that's what I thought. Of. Uh, so, while you perform, and I get to do the last one, too, because you blew it. Um, so, while you, an enemy ship in your bullseye arc performs an attack if the defender is in your, is if Whoa, if the defender is friendly and averaging 0 to 2, the defender may change one blank result to a I result. It comes with one force charge. And the big thing I like about this is it comes with a focus that links to a purple coordinate. I think that alone makes this card good. Like I, I'm going to put this at the higher points end. This is bonkers. Uh, this is so amazing. Turn your calculate token into a focus and then give out a coordinate. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think this card's really good. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, sure, you know your crew carriers are the text wall of this is going to be limited to you being in the bullseye arc. Um, yeah, the so, text doesn't even matter, right? Like, sure. If that happens but, once every other game, you're happy. Yeah. So the real big thing is the the focus into that coordinate. Like that thing's huge. Um, just you, you being able to get that action and, and doing all that. I, I think this is good. I mean, so let's look. Uh, like, I, I've been comparing this one to Chancellor Palpatine, right? Who also adds a purple evade, but doesn't do that focus for himself. He instead can do a, uh, a focus for a friendly ship who then gets a stress token, I believe. Um, or it could recover a force, but. This seems so much stronger if you actually care about your crew carrier um, to to keep it alive, give that focus token, really have some some offense or defense, 
and still provide great utility to your, your friendly ships with that coordinate. Um, Palpatine is 14 points. I feel like this needs to be much higher. Like, maybe three or four points more. That is fair. Okay, so now that we're done with that, we can talk about the real big card of this pack, that Yoda is finally in the game. Yay, Yoda. Yay, he made it. So Yoda, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 2, fully executes a purple maneuver or performs a purple action. You may spend one force charge. If you do, that ship recovers one force point. And it... He comes with a purple coordinate and two force points that regenerate. This is the first card that we've seen that has two, or first uh, crew card that has two force points. Um, so one of the things that I really kind of like about this card is that, like, for the most part, the cards that we've seen all kind of, I would say, like, are clone-based. Like, they're very, like, they involve generics and stuff like that, where I think this is this is the card that really, I think, benefits the other Jedi in this pack. That, like, this kind of gives the option of, um, I want to bring the lat with a bunch of Jedi, which, I mean, like, granted, you know, we've seen a lot of other things, but I, I my consensus is that, you know, this is the clone that's kind of bringing a little bit swarmy, um, but I, I think that this card really, really puts the lat on the map as far as um, bringing Jedi onto the table in, in connection with all this. It it seems really good. I agree. Getting back force points is huge, right? I mean, force management is a big part of playing this whole faction. So this kind of gives you a, a you know a cheat code kind of as far as that goes. Um, it's got the purple coordinate, but you probably want to save the force for the other reasons. Um, and we don't have any purple maneuvers yet in the game, right? But we know they're. We know they're coming. Yeah, so, I mean, once those are also a thing, then, uh, you know, it could help with that as well. Seems really solid. Like, these Jedi crew, just, I'm so excited about all of them. So, that does it for the lat, though. Um, So, Brett, I mean, you're the the big Jedi player of this group. You know, what do you you think? Are you, do you think the lat's going to make way into your Jedi list? Do you think you're going to try some other things with, like, clones? Like, Jonathan, I know you've played Sink or Swarm a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are your guys' opinions on the, this now? I, I'm definitely going to throw a lat in there. Um, throw on, uh, you know, some Jedi crew, potentially, if I can fit it, and see if I can get three CLT Jedis in there. And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun getting those rerolls. Um, and then all the other shenanigans these Jedi crew give you. My guess is actually you probably won't be able to fit the Jedi crew on there with three CLTs and the base chassis. It just seems too good to to be a cheap ship. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to open up a lot of possibilities, both for swarms or for aces. Yeah, I, I am excited for it as well. You know, the ship is cool. I am a Clone Wars fan. Uh, I think it'll be great for to support Jedi. I think it'll be great in to support generics. Uh, I, you know, if you look at how dirt cheap Republic Arcs generics are, I mean, there's a chance that it'll be super cheap or like surprisingly cheap. So it'd just be hard to decide which crew to put on. I know that they've gone from 
no good options now to tons. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and I, and I think the way the game's trending, we're going to start seeing a lot more Clone Wars era stuff. I, w- I wish we saw more of the n- third installment, the uh, new generation, but I don't know if we're going to see much more of that. Uh, um, sequel trilogy? The sequel trilogy, yeah. It's a complete trilogy. It's complete. Well, they, there's still a lot of FO stuff out there, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think the, there's still a lot of FO. The whis- Thai Whisper, Thai Dagger, FO Bomber, Thai Echelon. Thai Dorito. Thai Dorito, the Thai Dagger, yeah. The, uh, what's it called? The Kylo, the Knights of Renship that has, like, has an exhaust and, and has smoke in space. <laughs> And they're I still, it's just broken. yeah, there's still sure broken. resistance Y wings and B wings, <laughs> yeah, resistance Y wings, and... resistance B wing, <laughs> resistance Fang fighter, resistance every ship that's ever existed, resistance ghost. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go on for decades. <laughs> All right, so I think that's gonna wrap up. Any final comments before we close out? Congratulations to all of us on not losing a single game at Nova this weekend. Yes. R.I.P. Nova this year. I'm so sad we weren't there. It's true. Nova closed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I miss X-Wing so much. It's true. Anyway. So, thanks you guys for listening. Um, I will update everyone in the Discord as far as shipping for your stuff. I have them um, being made. Still, I know they said they're going to be out this week, but uh, would it be my... MO unless they were a little bit delayed. So they are being made right now. I have the machine up and running. Um just FYI, you have to paint them yourselves. I recommend doing two thin coats. Um other than that, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Patreon, and have a great night.